What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, today we are going to talk about Pitt's bad loss in the ACC tournament. They fall against Boston College, and folks, it was not a good game. It was a bad performance, and there are a ton of troubling quotes after the game from head coach Jeff Capel that could set the tone for how this thing goes. We'll talk about the viability of him coming back next year. We'll talk about this game in particular. We'll talk about the comments. We'll talk about it all overall. We're going to talk about a lot here today on the Locked on Pit podcast. We're going to delve into this program and where they're at right now. All of it's coming up, folks, in a minute. Thanks for listening. Are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. And folks, as always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day, folks. Always appreciate it. And as always, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Leave the notification bell on. Make sure to turn it on if you do not have it on. And if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review and do all that good stuff. Today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them a Locked On sent you. Now, folks, so much of this season for Pitt has been a roller coaster and it's been an up and down affair. And that's really going all the way back to when this team knocked off North Carolina. And it felt like this team might start to be turning a corner in some manner. It felt like the team might be starting to find a groove. It felt like the team might be starting to figure things out. But as we've kind of come along more and more and the season has wore on, and more has been revealed on this team and the layers and the t- more and how tired this team gets, how exhausted this team gets, and how this team really goes on. The underbelly has just really been shown. And this has been a pit team that really has proven to not have the chops. Losing by 20 to a bad Boston College team, not even scoring 50 points, shooting only 45 shots, only 40%, a lot of really dumb plays in this one as well by multiple players. This game was terrible. This game was bad. Everything about this game screamed incompetence. And really, this was a game where outside of John Hughley, there's not a lot to look good at. Mogi played fine as well, and he always has showed up when they've needed him. But this game encapsulated everything. Not a good shooting team. The three-point line is terrible. They get beat on the perimeter by a team that is not a good three-point shooting team. They get beat down low a lot by guys like Chasen Post, who really was doing a great job in the second half. This was a team that looked completely out of it. They looked completely disinterested. 14 turnovers, a lot of them bad turnovers. This was a game where Pitt couldn't get anything going offensively. This was a game where everything seemed to be out of line. And this team, it it was the encapsulation of everything. This team has a ton of issues. This team overall 
has a lot of things to worry about. And while this game is just one tip of that iceberg that we've talked about of the past four years of the Cape Wear and the previous two of the Kevin Stallings era, ever since Jamie Dixon has left Oakland, this program has been down in the mud. This program has been terrible. Just when it felt like things were breaking through last year, obviously the situation between Champagne, Tony, and Johnson happens. And so now, really... I could talk about this game and what happened, but a lot of it doesn't matter. It's the same stuff that I talked about all year. It's the same stuff. So why should I be talking about anything, really, when it comes to that? When it comes to this game, why does it matter as much? It doesn't. This is just another game. This is just another check mark on the mess that is Pittman's basketball. And that's the sad part. This is a sad day for Pitt men's basketball. But it's more than that. It's more than just a loss. It's more than just the state of the program. It's about the vibe you're getting overall from everyone within it. And Jeff Capel right now, he's, he's in a tough spot. Heather Likes in a tough spot. The players are in a very tough spot. What about this program breeds optimism? Maybe John Hughley, but he's going to test the draft. Mo Gee, okay, he might be a G-leaguer, but he's gone. Jamarius Burton, okay, I can get with that. But also, you have to fix him with a point guard. This is a team right now that doesn't have the pieces in there to do anything. They don't have the pieces to do anything spectacular. They're going to need a lot of breaks to go their way. They're going to need a certain hierarchy of things to occur for this program to magically become the Wake Forest of 2022-23 season. There's going to have to be so much that happens that's going to change this team that you're going to have to get a mass exodus this year and replace all those guys with five Five or so, at the very least, ACC quality players. And when you say, and this is the really, this is the quote that is troubling. When you say in year four, at the end of year four, we just need better players. It's not personal. We just have to recruit better players. There's not much I can say to that. There's not. What am I supposed to say to that? What about this team? What about this coach? What about this program? What about this situation says Jeff Capel's the answer? And that's what I bring up. You can say as much as you want that he couldn't have dealt with the Tony situation, the X situation, and Champagne. That triangle, it came together. It came together like a storm. I get it. Horton and Nike got hurt. Champ then leaves for the NBA. Trey McGowan's transfers because he wants to play point guard. There's so much that has happened that is not good. But at some point, when all these things stack up, and at some point when you look back at it, and you look at the disoriented nature of this program, the lack of organization, the lack of culture building, the lack of cohesiveness throughout the messaging, the play, the patterns, What are the motifs we're actually looking at 
when we watch this team, when we watch this program. It's the same thing played four times over. And that's what we have to talk about. This program has been on loop for the past four seasons with a little bit of different iterations. Last year was probably the most talented of those versions. And maybe Cable was ready to break through that glass ceiling, but he didn't have the ability to get his team together. He didn't have the ability to retain his team together. He didn't have his culture built. That's been the biggest issue. And we have a lot to talk about in regards to that. So I'm going to say, should Jeff Cable be back? We will talk about that. But first, let me let you guys know about Built Bar. Because, folks, this is the time of year where you are giving up on your New Year's resolutions. And I know it, but you don't have to do it. Thanks to Built Bar, because it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you can enjoy eating these. Have you tried the puffs? Because if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Folks, that's right. 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars, including Puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you can replace your candy bars with these. But however, here's the catch. You get low calories, low sugar, low carbs, high in protein. You get all the benefits of a protein bar while having the taste of a candy bar. So folks, all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code lock 15 for 15% off at Built.com. Man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won money. I'm edging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. The Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems put the star players against each in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to take the advantage. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lines you can comb through to take the lead or head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown Pit Podcast. We are delving into this situation of Jeff Capel and everything that is going on here throughout this Pit program, and it's a mess. And I and I posed the question before the break: Is Jeff Capel the guy for the job? And that telling quote, that telling quote, when you say we need better players, it's a telling quote. It showcases the the lack of ability he has to think he can turn this around. Of course he does. Of course you have to turn it around. But the recruiting is not up to standard now. And really, the point is that this team doesn't have any recruits. This team doesn't have the talent needed to be at a level that will save Jeff Capel's job next year. This team has none of that. 
This team doesn't have the structure. It doesn't have the built-in blocks to do that. And it's Jeff Capel's fault to a large degree. You can't say we need better players when you go into years five with maybe only five guys that you can trust as building blocks at the most. That's if none of them transfer. And this year you came in with six. I get it. The Nike injury would have made a difference. It definitely would have, and I'm not going to act like it wouldn't have, but that's still only six players. There's no one else on the bench. You're going to trust to come in, play significant minutes and give you quality minutes, both on offense and defense. This is a team that has a lot of issues. This is a team that has to go through staff changes. This is a team that needs everything. It needs everything. And I'm being real. This team right now, it doesn't look like a team that's going to go anywhere. And Jeff Capel, in the last six seasons, has continuously fallen apart at the end of the year. The team has tuned him out. And... The teams have not gotten better. The chemistry issues are real. Ever since Blake Griffin left, this has not been an absolute epiphany for him. Ever since Blake Griffin left, he's been falling down the skid marks. He's been falling down the hill. He's been a guy that has fallen apart. He has been a guy that hasn't gotten things to work together. And that is really the summary of this entire thing. We are not seeing a problem anymore. We are not seeing a one-year isolated problem. And yes, he talked about how everything you look at from the time he was here to before he was here, it's gotten better. The structural improvements to the facilities have gotten better. The talent level has certainly gotten better. You've produced guys like Justin Champagny, who's going to be in the NBA. You have guys that are talented enough to play on a Power 5 level. You have guys like Adi Tony who are major contributors on NCAA tournament teams. And so the talent level is there. John Hughley's a stud. He's recruited fine. He just hasn't been able to build a culture. And if you know anything about doing it, building a culture is one of the biggest things you do in any sport. And especially in men's basketball, if you don't have a culture built, you're going to see what you have at pit, which is dramatic turnover, which is late season collapses, which is an inability of a head coach to get through his team. That's been the issue. It's been the issue. The management of the person has been the issue for Jeff Cape. And that's what I mean. What has Jeff Capel done to prove he doesn't have that as an issue anymore? And he hasn't done anything. And so when I talk about Jeff Capel being an issue, that's what I'm talking about. He hasn't been a great in-game coach ever. So he has to make it up in some way. The issue is he hasn't been able to make it up in other ways. His culture management isn't great. And now his recruiting, without the ability to sell a vision, has fallen apart. Why should I believe he's going to be able to bring in multiple guys from the portal? He's brought in a few before. 
Burton, Gee, good players. Not a lot of Mohamedou Gee's out there. Can you identify the right guys and bring in not one, not two, not three, but probably four or five ACC-level players? It's a lot to ask. It's not a likely ask. And that's why when you look at everything, the collapses at the end of the year, the culture issues, the lack of cohesion on the court, the lack of ability to identify your problems and fix them from year to year. They've had a lot of the same problems. Where is the ability for me to believe in Jeff Cable as a quality head coach to build this thing around? This is a it is this is a coach that hasn't won anything since Blake Griffin was around. This is a coach that did a lot of the similar things that he's doing now at Oklahoma. This is a coach that maybe has elevated the talent level here a little bit, but hasn't elevated the program as a whole. This is a coach that hasn't truly built things in and truly hasn't done what is needed. This is the issue, folks. This is the crux of the issue. Why should I believe in Jeff Capel? It's a great question to ask. It's a hard one for me to answer. I can't believe in Jeff Capel. Because of all these warning signs, there's not a lot to believe there. There's not a lot to sell me on Jeff Capel being that guy. Which is a tough thing to say. But it doesn't look like there's the, the signs are there for me to say Jeff Capel's the guy that's going to turn this whole ship around. Why is he going to turn this whole ship around? This is not... A promising sign. This is not a promising ship. This is not a promising basketball program. And right now, this is not a promising coach that showcases me anything. That's not a lot of optimism. It's really turning into apathy for a lot of fans. And so, I don't know. I don't know what to say to Jeff Cape anymore. I don't know how you can sell this vision to anyone on the portal or as a recruit. I don't know how you as a parent can send your player to Pitt right now with how it looks and say they're going to get better. They're going to get what they need. It's a lot to work with, and it's not looking good for Jeff Cape. And that's the bottom line here. And this game was just a microcosm to a macro view that has happened over the course of five years. And so the question now becomes, is Jeff Cape going to be gone, and should he be gone? And we will talk about that, but first let me let you know about Run Your Pool, because March Madness is only about a week away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees. Folks, clearly we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom post. All rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. 
Folks, with the number of ever-increasing makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. When I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Folks, save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend more than 30% or 50% or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain or car autos parts store, while Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have all the parts your car will ever need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go to explore their website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Folks, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. going to discuss this question it's it's a question that's pertinent it's a question that's on everyone's mind how does Pitt move forward what do they do that's an albatross of a buyout folks 15 to 17 million dollars it's in some of that figure range we know this and then it drops to a lot next year by 10 plus million very manageable next year but folks this is a game that is really driven by coaches. If you have a good coach in college basketball, you're probably going to have a good team. You can recruit. You can play X's and O's. You can build a program. You can build a culture. That's the bottom line of college men's basketball right now. And so when I talk about if Jeff Capel should come back next year, I talk about all the factors I just listed. What has he done to prove anything? What has he done to get the benefits down? He's done nothing. To me, with the whole totality, with what we've heard from his quotes, with what we've heard and seen from this program, this is not a guy that should be in. This is not a guy that should be here in 2022-23. Right now, I think a mutual separation would work. The issue is, can you really, and I mean this, can you really pay a buyout of 15 to $17 million. I'm going to be real, folks. This is 100% an easy answer. I don't think they're going to pay it. <laughs> it's a lot of money. There's a lot of considerations to go into it. But right now, remember, they are still in an area where they have to invest in their football program. Pat Narduzzi needs an extension. They're going to need some donors to put this out. And Jeff Capel has no incentive, zero, zero incentives to negotiate this down. It's not like Pitt's been great to him. And, and I again, I say that because there are a lot of things underlying here that it makes the situation a really me- a real messy mess. It's terrible. It's a bad place to be in as a program. It's a bad place to be in. And this team right now 100% needs a new direction. I don't know what goes on in terms of the status quo. But what does actually bring him back for year five do? Again, 
This is a team that collapsed again down the stretch for a fourth straight season. The only considerations you have to have are 100%. And I mean this 100%. The only thing you can sell on optimism is the transfer port. Because the, the really the strategy is now, hopefully, we get lucky in the portal when we land four to five guys. That's the strategy. It's not a viable strategy year in year five. It's not. You have to be building something. You have to be building towards something. You have to show progression. There has been no progression shown in Jeff Capel's career. In his tenure, this program has not shown progression. The only thing holding it back is that albatross of a buyout. That might be the only reason he comes back next year. And then you have to put a cost and effect analysis against that. Is it worth paying that out if donors are willing to pay, say, half of that? And the lost revenue you're going to get or the apathetic fan base that's building. There are so many factors that go into this. Because the apathy coming into the fan base that's going to leak in after seven seasons of substandard basketball, it's going to be tough. And even when you become really good, sometimes those apathetic fans never come back. And that's why I think some people do overlook here, is that apathy, it's not just a lack of care in the program. It is. But sometimes when you start to care about the program less, and it goes out of your life, even when that team becomes good again, you don't care enough to come back. That's something that people have to realize. Sometimes you never get those fans back. You'll get some fans back, but not every single one will come back. You'll have a loss. You'll have a certain net loss at the bottom line because people, once they see they don't need that in their life, it doesn't matter how good you get, they're just going to go on with their day. And so there's, there's a certain stigma that's coming about in this program right now. It's a mess. Jeff Capel probably isn't the guy, but you're kind of stuck with that terrible buyout. What do you do? It's a very tough situation to be in with Heather Light. But you have to organize this. As an as a athletic director, if you are Heather Light, this is the defining moment of your pit athletic director tenure. Can you fix this men's basketball program? What are you going to do? Because year five under Jeff Capel, man, if he comes back, it better be worth it. That's the point. Coming from fans, it better be worth it. Because you have risks coming for you. And again, Jeff Capel has no optimism inspired in this fan base anymore. What's the reason to come to the games? What's the reason to watch the games? What is the reason to do any of it? There's no, there's very little reason to follow the team next year. And so, honestly, there's a certain desperation around Jeff Capel. There's a certain desperation around this program. Putting blame on players. Not taking personal responsibility. Up front, there seems to be a clash of tendencies, and there seems to be a pattern of problems. And because there is all of that, you really get what is a toxic program that people care about less, and you really get a program that's down in the mud. It doesn't look like it has much of a way to climb out right now. It's not an easy job to fix. It's not an easy one to come and coach and win at, but something has to give, and right now the status quo is not what's giving. And that's really what the bottom line is here. 
All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk maybe a little bit more about this as well, but we're going to talk a little spring ball too here uh, coming up. We'll talk about football. We'll talk about the quarterback competition and all that that's coming up with pit football. So it's all coming up tomorrow on Locked on Pit. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail top pit.